it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. You don't think it's lawless when a political party hires a former British spy to produce a dossier of Russian disinformation, then share it with the highest levels of law enforcement and counterintelligence, then kicking off a... Notice how we don't talk about that. It's been proven. It's been proven without a shadow of a doubt, 100%. I'm not arguing. It's not just the Mueller report. That the entire investigation into Trump, the entire Trump-Russia hoax, is not only that. It was blatantly illegal and unconstitutional. And the, the, I mean, you, you say that to it, January 6th. But, but January 6th. January 6th was admittedly a gift to them. Because before, after that, they, I, I guess they would have said, Trump is a racist. They're not even the least bit concerned. Not only are they not concerned, many of these Democrats were in on it. But January 6th is their only obsession. We watched as hundreds of cities and small towns in this country went up in flames in what was called mostly peaceful protests, where millions to billions of dollars worth of damage was done and lives were lost. Not just the private property. It wasn't just the looting. Burning police cars, burning police precincts, destroying fire equipment. It wasn't just people stealing stuff from the Rolex store in, on Broadway in New York City or looting a, 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 a Dick Sports or some kind of athletic shoe store, which we saw images of that. I don't know what that has to do. I don't know what people running out with boxes of basketball sneakers has to do with civil rights or, or anything. But we were told it was mostly peaceful. And if they didn't say mostly peaceful, they weren't saying anything. The Democrats, you know, for all this talk that these text messages that were released, which, by the way, doesn't that prove there was no pre-coordination? There was no plan. You know, all the president's men were not involved in this. But now show me the text messages of Democrats saying these riots have to end. This is really bad. This is we can't go on like this. You don't see it. If a riot is in their favor, then a riot is the voice of the voiceless or a mostly peaceful protest, or that's what insurance is for. These people are outraged. This is about civil rights. So you got Pelosi, you got the mayor of San Francisco. Now they're going to have to get tough. Now they're going to take a stand. You mean after? You just look the other way, refuse to prosecute these people. Now you're now you care. Well, I guess you're all a bunch of racists because you know, this is about civil rights or something. Um, <laughs> Joe Scarborough has spent the morning lashing out at Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, and then for some reason took a dig at the Reagan era tax cuts. Wasn't this man a Republican congressman, just so you know, Matt Gates represents his district. Florida won. Joe Scarborough portrayed himself in speech and in campaigns in the panhandle of Florida as a hard-charging conservative. I'm really fascinated. You know, I, I get that people thought in their careers 
If I wanted to be a more beloved figure in the hallways of Sirius XM, I could. Pro I pro if I had became the anti-Trump Republican, I probably would have made a lot of friends for a time being. Because then, when you got to start going, when you go when Trump is not a factor, and you got to go back to talking about taxes, regulation, immigration, healthcare, and all these other education, then those people will hate your guts again. But there was a group of people that went running out there. Well, I'm, I'm, and they thought it was going to be a good career move. I'm going to be the anti-Trump. I'm the real conservative. I'm the real Republican. And they became the darlings of the left. Is there anyone who's more a darling of the left now than Nicole Wallace? Nicole Wallace was George W. Bush's communications director. Now, she turns and sprays the camera with all sort of left-wing, you know, skunk juice. That's, that's what she is. She's a left-wing skunk. When did that, ha 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 how, do how does that happen? You know, it's one thing to say, I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like the tweets. I don't like his, uh, his, uh, per his bombastic personality, but I do like tax cuts. I do like regulatory rollbacks. I do like, um, you know, I wish we had a president that was more, you know, uh, congenial. But they hate the policies too. So it should tell you something about the Republican, but D.C. in general. That a, a large portion of people that are in D.C. have absolutely no principles at all. And they picked the flavor when they got there, Republican or Democrat, and that's it. And if something comes their way that is, something comes their way, like a show on MSNBC, they just become part of the left. Now, it'd be one thing, I'll tell you this right now, and I'm being perfectly honest with you. If MSNBC called me up tomorrow, if MSNBC called me up tomorrow and said, we want you to be the conservative guy on a panel show, I'd take it like that. I'm used. I'm, I'm used to being the conservative guy in the hallway and in the coffee room. I'm used to keeping my head down and keeping my mouth shut, coming in, getting my coffee, going back to my desk. I'm used to that. That's, and that's not, that's not just, that, that's not serious XM. That's been my whole career. Music radio, far off on the left. Trust me. I am, that doesn't bother me. I don't need to have friends in the hallway. I don't need to have friends in the, uh, in the coffee room. I don't need to be invited out to happy hour. I don't care if anybody forgets my birthday. I'm here to work. I'm here to earn a living and raise my family. I don't need, now I like being part of the team. And even though over my career, I've had people trash me, try to destroy me, I'm still a company man. I'm still the guy that wants, you know, I want, I will say this, I will say it loudly and publicly. I want Sirius XM Progress to be the most successful progressive talk channel in America. You want to know why? Because that's part of Sirius XM. And as long as I'm employed here, as long as I work here, I want every channel to be the most successful in its niche, right? I want the sports channels to be successful. I want the music channels to be successful. Can't wait for Yacht Rock Radio to come back. I want Urban View to be successful, POTUS to be successful, because then that means the company is successful and I'm a part of the company. Now, by saying that, if it means 
even if the people on some of these channels don't like me, okay, they don't like me. I can't make them like me. I'm not here to make them like me. But I want them to be successful. That's the way I look at it. Some of these people, I, I get it that people take jobs. I would take a job at MSNBC tomorrow or CNN. CNN. If they said, look, we're getting rid of Chris Cuomo, we're putting a, a panel show on, we're bringing back Crossfire. And believe it or not, if I ever told you guys this, I was considered for a reboot of Crossfire. And then they, um, it was supposed to be me and Roland Martin at one point. Um, and he'll admit that, you know, dragging his feet. But they, uh, they, uh, who was, they put some journalist in there and, and the show flopped. And then uh, I don't even, I don't even know what hour it was supposed to be. They had the one with the Spitzer and then they had this other Campbell Brown, Campbell Brown. That was it. Uh, so I was on Campbell Brown. But if, the, if, if one of these left wing networks called me up and said, you know what I, but you know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't go in there and be their conservative. If they say, okay, look, 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 you're going to be the conservative guy, but we want you to say this. I'd be like, well, then you don't want the conservative guy. You don't want me to, you, you, you want, you want a rhino opinion. I'm not a rhino. You want, you want a phony conservative. You want, you want a milquetoast conservative opinion. That's not me. Go get Chris Christie. You don't need me. I wouldn't be able to do it. I, you know, it might be exciting to look at that money. Wow. You know, that's, that's a lot of money. I don't think I would last very long. And you, you know where you see this? You see this on The View. How many conservative hosts have come and gone from that show because they just, it, it, it's, it, it's not an environment that they can thrive in? Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Jedediah Bila, Megan McCain. I'm not saying they're all hard-charging conservatives, but by the standard of The View, I mean, anyone who's not a Bolshevik is, you know, Pat Buchanan. Amazing how these people it's amazing how they vacillate, how they transform, how they shapeshift. So we'll get to that. Tim Scott cracked me up. He said the last time uh, inflation was this high, I had an afro. I would, I would trade Cory Booker for Tim's. I know you guys in South Carolina would never take the, take that trade. I would trade, um, I would trade Tim Scott for Cory Booker like any any day of the week. So I'm going to start with something. Oh, 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 and Biden. Just can we play this for fun? We'll play it again later. Maybe we'll we'll play it more than once during the show. Just for fun. I think even the 538s, the Nate Silvers, the Crystalizes, the I think I think all of the prognosticators know that after Virginia and the barely there win by Phil Murphy, that the all the signs are with the inflation and the supply chain crisis and the open border. And all this stuff that they know Democrats are headed for major losses. And I get it. If you're the president, you got to rally the party. That's your job. But listen to, listen to this play cut one. In 2020, we won as a unified Democratic Party. More unified than ever. Now we look at 2022. Woo! I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. And we need to stay unified. Jamie Harrison is here and he's doing an outstanding job as the DNC chair. And I also want to thank the DNC vice chairs and the leadership as well. The DNC has been a critical partner in all of our work this year. As Democrats, we know what we're for. While Republicans don't seem to be for anything. Name me something they are for. They're against everything. 
I just mentioned that would reduce the cost for American families. We have to keep making the case. And if we do, I believe we're going to win. Let me say this again for the president. We're going to win in 2022. Yeah, that's that's I uh, look, I. I, I get that. What's that 80s song, King of Wishful Thinking? I, I get it. His job, you, you can barely hear the cheers. CNN, the New York Times, Politico, all of the big left-wing outlets are all running pieces about the people who are likely to replace Biden when he doesn't run in 2024 because even though he says he's running, the polls, even among Democrats, they don't want him anymore. How much worse can it get? Let me ask you this. I have two simple questions. I have two simple questions you can ask. You can answer them if you're a Democrat. Two simple questions. I'll make this easy. This is easy stuff. Two simple questions. What is working well right now? And is Joe Biden to blame for anything? Let me repeat that. What is working well? And is Joe Biden to blame for anything? Can you answer those simple questions? Now, I realize... You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to get ankle biters and window lickers who are going to call up and scream at me. But I think deep down inside, and Twitter is not the world. The world is not governed by Twitter. The world does not wake up in the morning and go, what's on Twitter? What's trending? What do the blue checks have to say? This is now infested Washington, D.C. They think what they see on Twitter. The media thinks what it sees on Twitter is is a is a microcosm of the country. There are millions and millions of people who don't give a flying about Twitter. I'm on there for the sport of it. I actually don't like tweeting. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy being on there. I don't enjoy social media. But then again, I don't enjoy gambling either. So it's just it just might be me. I'm on there because it's part of my job. The last Instagram, my guy that runs my merch site's like, you know, you haven't posted anything on Instagram in like five years. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, you got to start doing that. He's like, well, me and the boys are going to start a, a Will Cow Majority Instagram page with your with your blessing because we're going to start putting up. I'm like, you know, if you want to, go right ahead. I don't enjoy it. But the rest of the country is not revolving its life around what are the blue checks saying? What is Chris Saliza saying? What is so-and-so activist saying? Most, most of that stuff, even if you've got, even if you've got one of these insane, insane numbers of followers, right? Like, you know, 60 million followers. Just because people clicked on your profile doesn't mean they're going, huh, 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 huh. what does that person think? <laughs> Deep down inside, Deep down inside, without your Republican friend around or your Republican cousin around, deep down inside, most Democrats know the country is not going in the right direction. The inflation is through the roof. They keep saying Joe Biden created more jobs. What was the line I heard today? Joe Biden's created more jobs than the past four presidents combined. Well, that's like if you had a factory in a town and then the mayor shut the factory down and put 30%, 40% of the town on unemployment. And then said, okay, now you can reopen. And somebody says, wow, the mayor's created, look at all the jobs that the mayor created. You're forgetting it was the mayor who destroyed the jobs in the first place. 
The Democrats take, can't take credit for this. And if they can, you tell me specifically. I still haven't gotten the answer on Barack. Bar- they said Barack Obama, the jobs took off on What did spe- specifically, specifically, what did Barack Obama do to get us out of a recession? Specifically, nobody can tell you. See, because the belief is amongst the media and Democrats, Democrat voters too, that these things don't happen without the action of government. That recessions can happen having nothing to do with government and recoveries can happen having nothing to do with government. Things happen without government. Government is not almighty. Government is not your God. Well, government might be your God, but government's not a God. As a matter of fact, it seems like when we have a recession, the reason why it lasts as long as it does is because of the government. And I'll give you an example before I take the break, and I have to get on to other things. I have to get through more stuff. Right now, we have record high inflation. And the Democrats aren't, I mean, the, the politicians aren't feeling this. The media is not feeling this. They're doing just fine. The lights are not going out in Caracas. But millions of people are finding it harder and harder on their incomes. Their incomes are not rising. Gas is 50%, I mean 100% more than it was two years ago. Potato chips can blame the meat conglomerates uh, all she wants. Deer hunters are off to the side laughing their asses off. You know, guys that hunt wild wild boar like <laughs> meat conglomerate. Right? If you're a hunter... If you're a hunter, if you're going out and you're a you know, you're a field to table kind of person, you're like, you got your index finger going around, 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 around. Whoop de doo, meat conglomerate. <laughs> they don't care what's going on at Tyson Foods. They go out, they shoot a turkey, they put it on the table. They go out, they shoot a deer, they put it on the well, they put it in the lay down freezer. Then they put some of it on the table. They go out, and uh, like I always say, you you want to solve the problem uh, of the hungry and the homeless. You got walking dinner all all over 38 states. You got a wild boar problem in 38 states. You got walking, you got a walking free solution right there. Wild boars are edible. Wild pigs are edible. They're edible. All you got to do is kill one of them. And you got a lot of meat. Feed a lot of people. Anyway, right now inflation is crippling. The people that the Democrats claim are their bread and butter politically, right? Working class, low income, uh, minorities shut out, shut out, shut out of, of, of opportunity. That's a lie. But that's who they claim. So their answer to the ill effects of adding to the money supply. We don't have a labor shortage because there's too many jobs. We have a labor shortage because we're paying people not to work. Period. End of story. I'm not arguing with you. You're wrong. We are expanding the money supply, which is driving inflation. We are borrowing, printing, printing. We are capitalized. We are creating money at the expense of existing money. That's what inflation is. You create money at the expense of existing money. And that is raising the price of goods and services. The people whose incomes are not rising with it are feeling the effect. So what is the answer to that? The government wants to subsidize 
They either want to price cap or subsidize. So we're talking about expanding this $2 trillion package that Joe Manchin is standing. And we'll, well, uh, to combat the effects of, of inflation, we have to have bigger child care tax credits. Let me get this straight. You're going to subsidize with dollars the inflation that is caused by the expansion of the money supply by further expanding the money supply. You want to know why a recession or why inflation is no longer transitory? Because the government, the people like the Janet Yellens of the world, the Jerome Powells of the world, the Joe Bidens of the world, their answer to the ill effects of expanding the money supply is to expand the money supply. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. In other words, their answer to cancer is to make the tumor bigger. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. So I asked the question. Two questions. What is functioning well? And is Joe Biden to blame for anything? Simple basic questions. If you can't answer those, now you know why Joe Biden's poll numbers are tanking. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.